Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. I'm here with Mikey and Jeff as always. And today, boys, we're going to be reviewing the UFC Fight Night Blanchfield versus Andrade card. Honestly, I know people on Twitter were saying that this was a shit card. They weren't true fans, boys. They weren't they didn't they weren't troopers like us. They didn't watch the full card because if they did watch the full card, they would have known that the prelim card was actually fucking nice. That was actually a good prelim card. It was the main main event card, which kind of sucked ass. So all you motherfuckers on Twitter that were bitching, get off of here, bro. You guys were you guys watched two fights and then started taking to Twitter to shit on the fights. Okay. That being said, the main event was one of the worst main event cards I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Um, we're gonna get into all well, that. the main event was tough. The main, the main card itself was awesome. The main event card was one uh, of dude, that best. was the worst one I've seen. Yeah. I would like, imagine I was, every fight leading up to the main event. That was by far the worst one I've ever seen. It was absolutely horrific. The prelims were pretty good. I think you guys agree with that one. Oh yeah. 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 Very good. It started off on like three. Honestly, Jim Miller and Hernandez Hernandez. wasn't bad. That was no, awesome. it, it was pretty decent, but the three or four, dude, it was four in a row after yeah. that. Yeah. That were just fucking terrible. That was the turning point right there. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into the picks real quick. Mike, <clears throat> Went one and three. He missed on the NyQuil fight of the night, um, which I don't know how the fuck he missed on that because if – well, I do know how. Zach Pauga versus Jordan Wright. We'll get into it later, but it was mostly – Oh, my God. Best. Another stink show. Oh, uh, Mike picked OSP, Jim Miller, Zach Pauga, and Jessica Andrade. <laughs> tough, tough fix right there, dude. That – it's just – that was nothing on you, dude. All those picks were just, <laughs> just unfortunate. Jeff killed it, went three and one. Uh, hit on Sam- Hammy Sosa's lock of the night as well, which was Aaron Blanchfield. He picked Felipe. Yes, Ruiz. sir. Future champion. Monster hit. Monster yeah. hit on the lock of the night. Oh, yeah. Um, He picked Felipe Linz, Jim Miller, Zach Pauga, and Aaron Blanchfield. And then I went two and two. My prelim pick of the night was OSP versus Felipe Lenz. Um, I picked Felipe Linz, Jim Miller, Zach Pauga, and Jessica Andrade. So, all time, Mikey is 32 and 30. And three and four on Night Cool Fight of the Night picks. Jeff is 38 and 23. He's running away with it now. Uh all time and four and two on Hammy Sosa Lock of the Night picks. And then I am 34 and 28 all time. So I want I wanted to note something real quick before we start this. So let me tell you guys something. Joe Martinez, he's no he's no Bruce Buffer, but he does a pretty fucking bang up job at them Apex events. Yeah, he does. I like Joe Martinez a lot. Yeah, I was I like, like the, are you ready? Yeah, like for no, like having no crowd to feed off of, dude. He does a pretty fucking decent job. Yeah, no well, doubt. I was watching some promotion the other day, and Joe Martinez kind of popped up. I, I swear it was him. He just like yeah, popped. he's always in like a bunch of other no May promotions. No, you know who else is? Is Mark Goddard, dude. Mark Goddard is in. <laughs> and Herb, Herb yeah, fucking works his ass off too. True, that's very true. Um, fucking D Herbo, fucking bouncer. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully a. Um, hoping <laughs> I fully expect to see Herb Dean or Mark Goddard at the at the Connor Matthews fight. In dude, I will Boston. never refer to fucking Herb Dean as anything other than Deem Herbo now. Herbo. <laughs> Herbo. That is the greatest name I've ever heard. Dude, oh, you guys uh, know what else is fucking nuts? I just wanted to say real quick. Isn't it so crazy that I was looking at the UFC schedule in two weeks is fucking John Jones zero gone? I feel like that shit just got leaked. Dude, yeah. You're telling I me. I feel like we were talking about that last week. Also, we got some <laughs> big news on that front, so stay tuned for that. We're not dropping that yet, but 
little little special something coming up with the UFC 285 uh, preview picks. But yeah, I completely agree. Let's get into this. Yeah, that's uh, fucking nuts. I can't wait. Yes, I can't wait either. Let's get into this card here. First fight, Clayton Carpenter versus one Camilo Rond- Ronderos. I mean, right away, Carpenter was able to take Ronderos to the ground and he just chipped away at him on the ground um, and then was eventually able to take his back and get the submission win. Very, very impressive outing for Carpenter. Um, that dude's just another one of these like really impressive fighters that, uh, I mean, that was a early fight for him, but he's got, he's definitely if above anything. He has the f- fucking physique for the UFC. That guy was huge. So Mike, we'll start with you. What did you take away from this fight? There wasn't much, but what did you take away? Uh, one thing I really like about him though, is that he's a fucking flyweight. He adds a really interesting element to being a flyweight. Like his motor's really high. His fucking grappling's elite. Like, it's something I don't think we've seen out of a young guy in a flyweight in a while, with the exception of, I guess, Marino somewhat. But yeah. I'm I'm hyped up on him. I like him a lot. I'm interested to see where he goes from here. He's only 26. I mean, sky's the limit for our boy. Yeah, agreed. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, this was a great fucking debut for Clayton Carpenter. He never really looked in any real trouble. Sure, Camilo had top position a little bit, but... You ended up seeing Camilo almost getting that fucking nasty triangle fucking armbar. Yeah. And then he somehow scrambles out of that, but instantly fucking Clayton gets right back on top of him. And then he fucking, the way he sunk in that fucking submission at the end was phenomenal. Yeah, no, that was, it was very just, I was impressed with his performance as well. Um, Yeah, he locked in and no going back from there. Next fight, AJ Fletcher versus Themba Garimbo. Pretty interesting grappling match. Uh, Garimbo had pretty impressive jujitsu and transitional movement. I actually was very impressed with how fast he was just like transitionally. And it was funny because the height and length difference between the two fighters was obviously just made this fight extremely interesting. I believe Garimbo had a 10-inch reach advantage over AJ Fletcher. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, AJ Fletcher was able to grapple well with Garimbo and then eventually transition to a guillotine choke to get the, to, to get the submission win in round two, Uh pretty fun fight. And afterwards he said that reach reach differences don't mean shit. So, I mean, he proved it firsthand Uh pretty impressive fight and pretty good call out or not call out, but just like Mike time afterwards. Uh Jeff, what did you take away from this one? Yeah. I mean, this is what I mean. And, I mean, just like he said, reach advantages don't mean shit. Dude, when you're Themba and you're fucking doing nothing but trying to grapple a guy the whole time, in MMA, when you're that long, it's not going to work. You allow too much space in between for, like, little jabs and punches, and you're not going to get a submission off that way. Yeah. Dude, the way AJ Fletcher just schooled him on the feet, that was fucking ridiculous. And I don't want to say he was cut a break by not getting our boy Billy Golf because AJ Fletcher stepped in for Billy Golf, but yeah. Billy would have fucking dude. He would have went to town on him with the fucking close range elbows. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean yeah, AJ Billy... Fletcher was landing a bunch, but I know that's fucking Billy Golf's bread and butter, dude. He would have been going to town on Thimba. I know Billy. Uh, for those. Obviously, uppercut alum Billy, I believe he got injured and had to get uh, surgery, so that's why he was pulled out of this fight. But he should be back soon. 
Um, but yeah, very good point there. Mike, what did you take away from this one? Uh, the one thing I wanted to say, dude, and I, like we always try to say, I don't really like to talk bad on fighters because I don't know what it's like to be in there. Themba Garimbo had some of the worst fucking fighting instincts I've ever seen, dude. Like, yeah. why the flying fuck did he keep giving up full guard? Like, I could not figure that out for the life of me. He kept, like, so fucking Fletcher had, like, a three-quarter to half guard trying to get full. And it was almost like Garimba rolled his opposite leg to give him full guard. I'm like, what is he doing? I'm, like, screaming at the boom. What is he doing? This is another one I got killed on. Fucking between round one and two, I was watching it live at work. And I put in a live Fletcher knockout in round two. Oh. Dude, when he fucking hit the deck, I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. And then he yeah, fucking he got him. subbed him. Do you guys think that knocked him? Like, what? It looked like he just went to a transition after he got hit, but it also could argue that he nah, he rocked the bullshit out of him. All right, oh, he yeah. definitely knocked him, and then yeah, that's what my guess was. But I could also see because the way that he like looked like he was going for transition, it was interesting. But yeah, uh, good point there. Next yeah. fight: OSP versus Felipe Linz. First thing off, first, I completely did not realize that OSP OSP played football for UT. So <laughs> unfortunate to watch. Uh, one of my beloved Vols uh, alum just get fucking absolutely brocked. But um, nonetheless, the fight started very quick. Felipe Linz came right out and clipped OSP. And then I don't even know if OSP got a single punch off, but Linz was able to just fucking piece him up and get the TKO win. Uh, pretty good win for Linz. Yeah, I think he oh, technically got one, but it wasn't even like really landed. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, just that kind of goes to show you just how bad of a performance this was for OSP. Um, I thought he was going to – I thought he should have retired after that one, honestly. I mean, he's 39, but, I mean, who knows? Um, you're fighting Felipe Linz, who's 37, and hasn't exactly had the most uh, accomplished career, I, was, I, I think you could say. So to get absolutely uh, just manhandled by him, I thought he was just going to hang it up, but he did not. Uh yeah, Mike, we'll start with you. How did you feel about this one? Uh, I think I, I thought the same thing until I realized there's a card in Miami and he grew up like oh, yeah. really close to Miami, like the county over. So I think maybe he's eyeing that up. And I feel like they can give that to him. He's had enough UFC fights. Maybe put him on the early prelim yeah. against another older guy or a super young a super young guy and let him fucking hang his gloves up, give him his swan song in Miami. That'd be pretty cool because, yeah, he's he's toast, dude. Yeah. I mean, was once a top contender. Respect the hell out of him for how long he's hung around, but he's he's done. He hasn't looked good his last like four fights. And this one was this one was really to me just the epitome of his last like four fights. Like this is spot on. Like like Jeff mentioned, he went fucking toe for toe with Shogun. Like Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's it's time for him to hang it up. Yeah. Jeff. I mean, it sucks that I said it, but because I mean he he he's a guy and he he fucking he was a killer at one point, but God, I fucking saw this one coming, boys. You did, yeah. you definitely did, dude. Oh, I mean, if I wasn't a big fat fucking stooge, I would have fucking made this my hammy Sosa lock of the night. But I mean, I still have made up clean. Wait a minute, tonight, you so a it doesn't stooge. matter. You, you were ballsy as a motherfucker. You put Darren Blanchfield as your hammy Dude, Sosa I don't know, dude. I should have taken the OSP by fucking by absolute by getting obliterated. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> um, 
yeah all right so yeah r.i.p osp that was that was tough Next yeah time. anyone who's fucking stepping toe to toe with fucking what shogun showed his last few yeah yeah when it gets split over the shell of shogun not great um next fight fight number four jamal emmers versus kusain ashkabov i mean this guy ashkabov was the real fucking deal coming in everybody was all over him uh mma guru was saying that he had like four million followers before getting into the ufc it was his ufc debut and jamal emmers just completely outclassed him it's pretty solid fight, but I know people had super high hopes for Ashkabov, and he did not look as uh, accomplished as you would have thought. Um, yeah, Jamal Emmer just completely outclassed him on the feet and was able to get the decision win. Pretty tough look there for Ashkabov. Jeff, we'll start with you. What did you take away from this one? Yeah, what an absolute fucking technical breakdown of yeah. fucking Ashkabov by fucking Emmers. I mean, everything. He just did, like, perfect. He got his shots in, got out, and then he would fucking come in, take out that league leg so the fucking power shots weren't there the whole fight. I mean, he did everything about as perfectly as he could do. And then that, I mean, the third round, not so much, but he pretty much just cruised into victory in that third, so. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sort of, not in terms of like what the fight was, but just it brought to mind the Jamie Malarkey in the Prado fight where just Malarkey came in and just kind of showed him. The yeah. Even though AJ Fletcher said that range doesn't matter. This is when range matters. When yeah. a motherfucker knows how to use it. Range also matters when they're fucking doing stand up. They just, AJ Fletcher wrestled yeah. the entire time. So yeah, no shit. Range doesn't matter when you're wrestling, but when, yeah, you're, when you're fighting a fucking, <laughs> yeah. When you're fucking standing up, Garimbo, if he had any sort of uh, striking, he could have fucking pieced him up. But yeah, uh, J- Mike, what did you take away from this one? Uh, dude, the couple highlights of this fight for me was one fucking uh, th- what's his name, Chris Tognoni, I think that's his name. Who's the ref? Yeah, <laughs> that motherfucker is so funny. He stops mid fight in like the softest voice, and he's like, "I know it was an accident, but make sure you holster your weapons." And I was like, <laughs> "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> Dude, he's a goofball. I love him as a ref, dude. He's so funny. He's like, you're responsible for your weapons. Pay attention there. <laughs> and then the other thing I noted from this fight, boys, is that was that the first jump, like leaping off your ass head kick you've ever seen? I've never seen. No, one that was a sweet fight. one. I, I mean, yeah. I've seen a couple, but not like where you hit with the side of the foot. They're That's all what heel I mean, like a hook. Yeah, that yeah. was a hook. That kick. one was. Yeah, that might have been. That I might have been the first. I'm, yeah, now yeah. that you're fucking mentioning it, I've, I've never seen it. Yeah, that. dude, that was fucking. If, if the listener hasn't watched it, I'd recommend go watching because Ashkabov didn't look that great at all throughout the fight, but that was a little highlight he had. I was like, damn, what the, where the fuck did he pull that out from? But yeah, like you guys said, dude, he just looked completely outclassed to me. He didn't look ready for this, for to be stepping in a UFC octagon, to be honest. It looked like he needed a little more time in a regional scene. Jamal Emmer's a guy who really doesn't have all that much experience either to come in and roll you like that. I mean, Emmer's looked really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, all right, next fight, Lena Landsberg versus Myra Buena Silva. Pretty good stand-up fight. Eventually, Buena Silva was able to take Landsberg to the ground and just kind of work her until she got her leg and was able to secure, like, what? what is that submission called, like a leg lock? Kind of, 
uh, knee bar, right? Knee bar, yeah, knee right. bar. Yep. I was watching with the volume off at this point, so I was trying to figure out um, what that thing was called. But yeah, pretty unique submission. I've only seen a couple of those. I, I know dude, they're... when fucking, I keep thinking of when Clay Gleed. Yes, who's the one dude who got fucking um, Clay Guida bad? Who uh, tried fucking pulling off all that shit against Dan Hooker? Fuck. Uh, I, I I know you're talking about. It. I'm having a brain for it though. Dude, me too. Oh shit, I don't remember. But here, keep, it... going. keep going with what you're saying. I'll look it up. But yeah, dude, oh, Claudio, those knee uh, bar Claudio I knew yeah, it was Claudio fucking Puelis, Claudio Puelis. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um. Yeah. You don't really see the knee bar. I mean, that often. I would say you definitely see guillotine and arm and. Cool. Yeah, you got you got to be some high rep level grapplers to pull that one off. Yeah, it was it was nice to see. Good fight, really good fight. I mean, what's her face? Bueno Silva, I guess, was uh, minus six hundred to get the win there. So good win for her. Um, yeah, Mike, we'll start with you. What's take away from this one? Yeah, it was just a back to back dominant performance. I mean, she was just she was riding the Emmers wave. She just rode it perfectly. I I was in. There wasn't more than like ten seconds of that fight that I was worried that Bueno Silva was ever really in any danger. I mean, she looked fucking great, dude. Only yeah. 31 years old. Seems like she's already fucking making her rounds. I love the fucking Rocky Pennington call out in the end. Even yeah. though Felder completely butchered who the hell she was talking about. I don't know if you guys watched that. I I heard it volume off, so I did not catch that. He thought she was talking about Jessica Penne, but she was talking oh. about Raquel Pennington the whole time. Uh-huh. And he was like, Jessica Penne? And then she cleared it up. It was so fucking awkward. Oh. But I thought it was a good call out. I mean, a nice big name fucking veteran that she could honestly probably plow through at this point in Raquel Pennington's career. I mean, she's going to be around for a good long time, boys. I really like her. Yeah. Jeff? Yeah, exactly. Pretty much exactly what Mike said. I'm a fucking Bueno Silva mark now, dude. Yeah. She had a fucking wonderful performance out there. I mean, that was about everything you could ask for out of a performance as well. Yeah. But, I mean... Just like the last fight, we saw the fucking leg kicks play a huge role in this one. But my big question is, why the fuck did Julia re-engage on the feet when she got out and then fucking, which is what led to the knee bar? I don't know. Dude. Yeah. There, why there was did a lot she of not laughs. make her stand? It was also Dude, there was a... seconds, too. It was like kind of counting down. I think it was the fact that fucking Jared Leto's weird ass was there and they kept highlighting yeah. him. Yeah, but was there was, like, a lot of lapses in, like, common sense on this Dude, card. He just sits there in silence. Dude, like, it was so part. fucking creepy that they noted him because I couldn't stop noticing him after that. He, pre- I think he rolls. I think he does jujitsu or something. Yeah, he loves the UFC. I know that. That's yeah. not the first He's, always, he's, he's always at the fucking events, but I'm pretty sure he also, like, does jujitsu. I don't know. It, he was weirding me out, too. He, and he kept doing, like, the little fucking peace sign. Yeah, he's a creepy motherfucker. Dude, and then for the... He's one of the... Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, and then for the UFC, like, for fucking Dana to do all that stupid shit, acting like he didn't know Islam's name, and then did you see the post they put up right after the fight night was over? They were like, Jared Leto graced us with his presence at the Apex. I'm like, what fucking, what dumbass fucking cleared that Instagram post? Like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? I don't know. I was going to say, Jared Leto, uh, you know how there's like the rumor that Hollywood people eat babies? He's like the one I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he eats stem cells. That guy eats fucking children to stay alive longer and look 34. But he's, like, really old. Um, All right. I'm sure we're going to get fucking taken down for that. All right. Nazem Sadikov versus Evan Elder. Bill Gates, don't get us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 
Okay, Nazem Sadikov versus Evan Elder. This was a fucking awesome fight. And holy shit, at first I was mad when it got called off and stopped because of the cut. But then did you guys see? I think we all saw the fucking picture. I've never seen a hole that deep into someone's fucking head like that. Um, If you guys didn't watch, Nazem Sadikov opens up Evan Elder. I could not. They showed the replay and they're like, oh, that's where. I did not fucking see where they opened. You couldn't see it live. I didn't think at all. They, yeah, they, it was they, on the kick. His it. knee, like, got him. Yeah, yeah, it was weird, but holy fuck. Uh, good eyes on the ref. I forget his name. I, I can see it. Mark Smith, maybe? I think it might have been him. Um, But, yeah, good good eyes on the ref. That was a fucking <laughs> quite the cut. And this really sucks because I'm pretty sure Evan Elder was winning those two rounds, so he probably would have won that fight if it kept going. But, nonetheless, great fight. Um. Jeff, we'll start with you on this one. What did you think about that fight? Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty unceremonious way to end it with a fucking doctor stoppage because of a cut. Yeah, but, but when God, the... what a fucking war. I know, what a war. And also, when you see the cut, that was a great stoppage. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know who I had winning this. It was, Dude, it was just let me Let forth. me throw in real quick while you say that, Jeff. So all three judges had it 2018 yeah. elder at that yeah. point. That's what I was going to say. They had That's they, honestly they, interesting cuz dude, I you couldn't pay me to fucking try to decipher who won this. I feel like it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Every exchange was equal. It was just beautiful. It was oh man, I love it. Yeah, it was like every fucking re, every action had a fucking equal and positive fucking reaction, there you dude. Go. It was there fucking, you fucking go using the fucking science. Dude, man. it was a law of fucking physics out in play there, oh, bud. Man. Well, I think it was because both these guys like to spend a little bit of time on the ground here and there, but both their yeah. takedown defense was so it was dude, like they were on instantly. fucking Addies, dude. They were just like <laughs> bounced right up off the floor. Like they they were not on the mat for like more than like 10 seconds at a time. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. Insane. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Jim Miller versus Alexander Hernandez fight. Um, this was a great fight. Surprisingly, I thought, I thought what was going to happen was Hernandez was going to kind of piece up Jim Miller. And then um, round two, Jim Miller was going to fucking get him. Th- that was not the case. One, Jim Miller did not take this to the ground until the very end. And two, Alexander Hernandez looked really, really smart. He kind of just picked Jim Miller apart. It was a great stand-up fight. And then at the end, I also put money on Jim Miller in real life. And at the end there, that motherfucker had the choke in for so long, about 45 seconds in. Alexander Hernandez kept calm, eventually wiggled his way out, and actually ended up getting some good ground and pound to, I really think, seal the deal um, in the third round. I did not think that was 30-27, though. And we'll start with you, Mike, on that one. Did you think it was 37-27? I thought it was unanimous or split but i did not think 30 27 oh no i actually had that noted i thought it was fucking criminal the two judges made it 30 27 yeah that was bad. i could have done 29 28 across the board i thought jim miller yeah. really only got the first round but 30 27 for two judges too Insane. i was like these motherfuckers are crazy but yeah i mean it, it was definitely a standout performance for hernandez because like you said he's definitely used to you know fucking putting it all out in the line round one and kind of blowing his load early and then fucking having nowhere to go after that. I mean, he really hung in there. He he played it well. He was definitely playing chess instead of checkers, finally. And he yeah. looked really good doing it. And to be fair, though, Jim Miller still looked pretty good, too. He didn't have, like, That's that, uh, like that uh, drunken, like, 
You know how when they get a lot of UFC fighters get older, they look like fucking like a drunkard in a bar almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a drunk. Like actor. how Lawler and Nick Diaz looked. Oh Jesus, yeah. Or Nate Diaz too was a good example of that. Just yeah, like, like that was just like a bad one. He doesn't like look that to me no. for his age. Yeah, he still looks like a very competent fighter for sure. Jeff, what did you take away from this one? First off, fuck you for trying to disrespect Nate Diaz like that. He didn't not look bad in his last fight. Are you? Are you drunk? okay? All right. I. It, but, my, did he look great in his last fight against Tony Ferguson? He looked like I love. I love crypto Nate, dude. Yeah, hey, you're gonna say he looked good in that fight? <laughs> yes. No, I, I was oh saying. Nick, oh I was God. saying right. Nick Diaz. That was. I I'm know, talking about Nate, Nate, looked, Nate Diaz would have gotten fucking. Uh, beat down by Hamzat. If that was the, let's just put it that way. Continue though. But yeah, fuck. Now I fucking you got me all fucked up. <laughs> dude, he's <laughs> all dead. fired up, dude. <laughs> my brain fucking Nick Diaz. What? Yeah, he's he's got the fucking steam coming out of his ears like in the cartoons. <laughs> For those of you can't see, Jeff is bright red right now. And then, but yeah, this this was a pretty damn good fight. I mean. It's good to see that Jim Miller still has that dog in him. And it's good to see Hernandez kind of like, you know, smarten up a little bit. I I don't want to sound like a dick when I say that, but he's kind of, like you said earlier, been known to really put it all out there and in yeah. the first few and not really do great the last last two rounds. So it's real good to see him finally step up and – yeah, that that decision was criminal. All right, we're in, all in agreement there. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to get to this fucking next fight. That was one of the weirdest fights I've ever seen. All right, we're back. Just a quick break there. Um, let's get into this fucking horrific fight. William fight. William fight. William Knight, who did not fight, honestly. He didn't do shit, versus Marcin Persigno. Um this was the the number one weirdest fight I've ever seen. And I am one person who does not think that sports games and um, fighting and all that type of shit is rigged at all. I honestly don't. But then there's fights like this that happen. And then you're like, you know what? It might be the fucking script rigged. is real. This shit is rigged. Uh, and I don't know if it is rigged, but I think this fight should have been investigated because what the fuck was that? Um, every William Knight did not throw many strikes. In fact, I think he threw like eight all in total. I didn't see a single one. Um, and every time William Knight got hit with a leg kick, which spoiler alert, he got hit with a fuck ton of them. Uh, he looked pissed for some reason. He would throw his hands up and act mad about it. Like, like it was an inconvenience to him to be kicked in a fucking fight. And yeah, for some reason, Prosenio just kept throwing leg kicks. I know why it was. A lot of people were like, Prosenio should be cut too. When you see a motherfucker that's built from fucking stone like that, who has one punch knockout power, I'm not going to be fucking diving head first in a fight that I'm clearly winning. What Prosenio did was the right thing to do. He has so much power. You can't fucking risk it. Also, getting- being a karate fighter, you don't expect yeah. him to press the fucking issue. Yeah, so I, I was honestly pretty annoyed with MMA and UFC Twitter that night from one card to two fucking calling for Persinio to be fucking cut. Like what else was he supposed to do? That guy, William Knight, if you watch the fight, William Knight, I think these next few just left, left a real bad taste in people's mouth, which is, that's very fair. But anyways, weird ass fight. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. What the fuck was that? 
So I would say, like, I know bad beats are usually, like, close beats, but my yeah. bad beat of the year, and it'll probably be of the whole year, was uh, I was telling you guys before this, I took Aaron Blanchfield to win by submission in round two, three, or four. That yeah. was plus, plus fucking 800 in hit. And my other two-leg parlay, my other leg was William Knight, Moneyline. That oh, might be bad, bad beat of the year because I don't think you can get a worse performance. Like, I just I, – I don't see it. I've never seen a performance that bad in a UFC fight ever in my life. But let me tell you one thing, boys. The fucking joy I got out of watching a fucking a Polak karate fighter dog, the fucking UFC's Ronnie Coleman, was fucking great, dude. It was that nice. was fucking awesome. But, yeah, I don't know. I saw in his post-fight interview, William Knight said he kind of just froze up. And- yeah, I felt bad after I saw that interview. I know, because, like, during the fight, I'm like, God, this dude's a douche. I'm like, he's, like, throwing his hands up and shit. Like, I I thought he was acting like Pratchneyow's strikes weren't affecting him. I think he was more just frustrated than anything. Yeah, I felt bad. So, same thing. I read that. I felt bad because I was like, all right, well, with mental shit, like, that sucks. I can understand that. I can understand. Right. And he's still, at the end of the day, like, with everyone attacking him. And, yes, it was the worst fight I've ever seen in my life. But I'm not gonna go attack the guy on the internet. He's still no, a fucking person, and shit yeah. like that happens. Like you also wouldn't go and say that to him to his fucking face. Let's put it. The no. dude fucking benched 595. I read this morning yeah. he fucking benched 225 48 times. Like Holy this fuck. dude is obviously a gifted athlete and just had a really bad night. Granted, it was the worst night you could have had, but I mean, it's just how the dice roll sometimes. Yeah, and none of you guys on fucking Twitter would go and say any of that to his face. So I don't see what that's what that's what annoys me too. Um, all right, Jeff, what did you feel about that one? Yeah, saying all, I mean, I don't want to shit on him because he's obviously gotten a shit ton of it. But dude, that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. I don't think yeah. he, dude. There's no shot he should be in the UFC after. I mean. Not even this performance was, like, I mean, it's a bad one, but it's not that crazy of an outlier. Really? His last three, he has been outstruck 182 to 50. Holy Holy shit. Yeah, I I mean, if you can't get, I mean. He's also on a three-fight loss streak, so those last fights that you quoted are losses. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, that also doesn't help. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I'm and sure. another thing that really blew my shit too is I just kept thinking about, especially because we talked to fighters from a lot of other promotions besides just the UFC. There's so many young dudes who could yeah. have made 205 this week who were like chomping at the bit to get a UFC debut and could have put on such a better performance. Like it just blew my shit that some guy who's on a three fight losing streak comes in yeah. and drops another especially turn. If you see that he has this problem. With the last two fights, and then you still put him on the main card. What? Like you obviously see he has a problem with like the he freezes up. Yeah. Nothing about it. He just freezes up when the pressure's on. Yeah, you put more pressure on him by putting him on the fucking main card. Granted, it was yeah. eight months, but still, maybe putting him on pre- clearly third of last fight or four, whatever it is. I don't understand last why. I don't understand why that Jim Miller Alexander Hernandez fight wasn't like co-main. Why was that not it made no sense to me either? Dude. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Weird card. Weird card. 
not a bad one. The first half was fine. It was the main event card was absolute fucking dog shit with the exception of the main event fight itself. All right, move on. Moving on now, Josh Parisian versus Jamal Pogues. Let's not get in too much to this one. This was a fucking boring ass clinch fest. Um, Pogues showed some good wrestling takedown attempts, but yeah, honestly, not a super interesting fight at all. And it was sort of those typical uh, non-contender big dude fights that are not extremely interesting. So yeah, that's all I got on this one. Uh, Jeff, what did you feel about this one? Yeah, I mean, I really like Jamal Pogues as a person. He has the super sad story and all with his mom and all that. But as a fighter, I just, I don't know if I can get behind him. He's, his style is just, it's way too boring for me. Yeah. I mean, it's literally what, because he got to win his first contender series fight, right? And then, and then didn't get a contract because it was just a pouring grappling match. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is another situation you see, like, how do they see these trends as the matchmakers and put, like, this whole fucking card, like, how they set up these cards makes no fucking sense. Like, yeah. how do you set this up as a fucking on the main card? I don't know. I mean, I see that they're big guys. Josh Friesian, yeah, he kind of throws. He just throws spinning shit. And he threw in his contender series fight, which was a fucking while ago. But... I don't see how you put this like top of the main card about to near co main. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh Mike. Uh, I'm with Jeff completely. I don't think you could have summed it up any better. I it's just the biggest problem with me with Jamal Pogues is he's not like he times takedowns well, but he doesn't grapple well. So once he hits yeah. the mat, there's like not a lot of action. And then when he's on his feet, it's so low volume. Like, he throws, like, ten strikes around. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think he gets rewarded after this with anything much better. I don't. No. That wasn't the performance for me, at least, to think he gets rewarded Ooh, much more. Another thing I want to talk about in this fight. Dude, Josh Parisian's fucking piggies, dude. Them things fucking went we 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 all the way home dude dude i wanted to know did you see his feet i wanted to know that too the highlight of the whole fight was when he did that and felt her like like a fucking dorky ass dad max did you listen to it muted yeah i listen i didn't listen to it oh you should have heard felder dude and like this cornball dad voice goes nothing a couple of beers won't fix after that (laughs) talking about because because freezing said he broke his toes on impact like that Uh was the highlight of the whole fight for me dude his toes were fucking throwing up gang signs dog oh dude those things were fucking ridiculous (laughs) yeah i missed that um but yeah no i i yeah just fucking I don't. I also don't know what Parisian does after this either, because his like he to me, his performance even in a loss was not great. Like I don't think really any of these guys got anything out of this fight whatsoever. No, and same with the next two, uh, Zach Palga versus Jordan Wright. I mean, let's get right to it. It was not a great fight either. Mostly a clinch fest for Palga. Was able to land some sharp elbows. He kind of opened up Jordan Wright, who just kind of smiled through it and then and then Pauga just got the win decision and yeah these two guys as well it was not a good performance or a great performance for either of them and it's not going to boost their stock and it's more than anything going to hurt their stock so I mean Mike we'll start with you like what what do you think happens like 
I don't know. I thought it just perfectly encapsulated the two fights before that. Like it, it just fit the vibe of those three fights so well. Like Jamal Pogues did the same thing. Him and Plaga both had good game plans and they stuck to it and they played it well and they grinded out wins. But Jesus, were these some unentertaining fights? And you know, we don't even like us three don't even care that much sometimes about entertainment value. But yeah. these were so ridiculously unentertaining; it almost wasn't even funny. Like. Yeah, Plauga lands that huge fucking elbow, which was clean as fuck. Great elbow. Oh, I mean, he was good in the clinch, too, but it's just like, I don't know. They're not – these four guys, maybe with the exception of Jordan Wright, are not four guys I'm looking forward to really seeing fight again. I completely – the last six guys, honestly. I mean, I like William Knight, Crescinho, and then these four. I just – I would be fine not watching these guys anymore. Yeah, and I'm sure they're all great athletes and great fighters and probably even great people, but, like, I'm only a watcher, and from what I yeah. watched, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah, and it it makes me mad that the UFC is gonna um, raise the prices for pay per views and then give you this shit every dude, week. and then even next week, like yeah, next week's not great either. We we're gonna only no. like six fights, and those six fights, two of them I pulled because I I knew one of the guys, or like we kind of knew the guys from Dana White Contender Series. Other than that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot of – I don't know what they're doing right now. I think I would let – with all this money that's coming in, either – Well, it's because we have all these huge cards coming up. It's yeah. It's yeah, problem. I asked, I asked a while back, are yeah. these huge cards worth these shitty fucking – No, well, I think fucking, we all agreed, too, that they were – they're all – the pay-per-views are a little too stacked. Yeah. they're. It's not worth it, I think. It really Especially is. Especially when yeah. that's what you have to pay for or yeah. legally stream, whatever you decide to do. But Whatever you end up doing. I mean, you have ESPN Plus and you get the fucking fight nights, but they're like the worst fucking fight nights you can imagine. Yeah. So, Dude, I don't know. Sergey Spivak and fucking Derek Lewis at one in the morning? That was. What the yeah. fuck was that? It was not at one. It was at. No, fucking, it started at one. Yes, the main the card. Main, it was at yeah, like main, four. Yeah. It was at. Yeah. I actually stood. I stayed the fuck awake. I was very close to blackout, but I stayed awake for that. Um. Yeah. Awful. So. That being all said, the main event, guys, what a fucking banger. Um, Aaron Blanchfield, boys, I'm I'm going to start this off by saying I owe her an apology. You guys know I love Aaron Blanchfield. I even said that. And I was no, worried. I don't think you do. Fuck you, Jeff. I, you know I do. You don't do, no. Okay, yeah, not as much as you, That which is fair. I do love her, Um, and I owe her an apology. She is ready, and she is a future champ, 100%. I thought this test was too big for her, and she proved everyone wrong, me especially. Um, one, fucking, she was right up there with Andrade throwing hands and looking solid at it, looking very good. Yeah, if not she on the same fucking level. rocked the bullshit out of Andrade a couple times. Quite a few times in the first round. Insane. So she showed her that she can fuck, she has hands, which was the biggest question for her. And then immediately gets her down there and fucking chokes her out and gets the submission win round two. Um, it was shocking. And I mean, if you're it, it sucks to see that that happened to Andrage because I mean, she was really rising there. Her stock was really rising coming off that Lauren Murphy win. She took this fight when she definitely did not have to on short notice, just kind of being a, a warrior. And she gets a loss here, um, which is going to send her back down the rankings. But holy fuck, what a performance from Aaron Blanchfield. What a contender. Um, I hope she gets the title shot next. I think she's ready, but I wouldn't be surprised if they gave her um, Talia, Talia Santos or something. Yeah, Talia again yeah. the title. 
Um, either way, I'm fucking ready for it. And I, 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 I love Aaron Blanchfield, and I'm sorry. So we'll give it to Jeff here, who was on this from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, Aaron's a fucking dog. Yep. Like I said before this fight, I couldn't really see a way she was going to get it. But I just had a feeling she was going to get it. She just, dude, I mean, she surprised everyone on the feet this fight. It was, I mean, I, I, I don't want to, like, kind of say it was reminiscent of Volk Islam, but, dude, the surprise that she put on on the feet, it was kind of reminiscent of Volk Islam. Like, how, how, like, I don't know, how she could actually hang on the feet, kind of like how Islam showed. I mean, obviously, there's levels to it, and it's not fucking... I, I think it's fair to say it was more of a surprise, to be honest. Yeah, dude, the way she took it to Andrade that first fucking round, I've never felt more confident in saying this is a future champion. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, Andrade... At least, I, I definitely want to see how Natalia Santos' fight actually goes. That's true. People were saying she beat Valentina. And if she can clean up on Talia the way that she did Andrade, dude, I think she 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 might handle Valentina, dude. And then can you just imagine, like, I is no matter what happens, it's gonna be a fucking amazing fight with if if she gets the win over Talia and goes to Valentina or just gets the fight with Valentina right away. Could you imagine one that the fight for Aaron to win the belt and then two Aaron Valentina too? Oh. They're gonna be great fights. I can already feel it. Like those, two... yeah, because because you know it's dude. Aaron's young. Yeah, you know it's gonna happen again. Yes, dude. You know who else is gonna be fucking fighting Blanchfield? So fucking you throw Firo in there sometime. Yeah, she, yeah. It's I, another I, I, great fight. Oh, this I'm division so is heating up. It is. It they, really. Need, is. They need it bad too because it's it's and getting... it's crazy because it's like all at the top, dude. The fucking the cream is rising, brother. Yes, it <laughs> dude. is. And also, I mean, like going into this year, I mean, we thought this was one of the divisions, maybe not into this year, but after Valentina's last win, I mean, it was like getting boring again. We were like, Jesus, when are we going to fucking see her lose? I'm, this division's so fucking boring. And now it's never been more exciting. Yeah. Nothing is better than seeing these situations where a young, super, super up and coming prospect is thrown in the deep end and they fucking, they swim for all hell and they actually show up. Yeah. I hope New Jersey adopt. I mean, she's from there, but I hope they really get behind her and throw her some fucking parade or some shit because that'd be awesome. All right, Mike, how did you feel about this one? Yeah, I like you guys said, I'd love it. And this division, like you guys said, is just fantastic. I mean, you have fucking Macy Barber, Casey O'Neill, Manning Farrell at the top. Fucking Tally is still there. Shevchenko, I mean... It's going to be hectic for the next two or three years, and I'm pumped for it. The women's – I think the women's – any women's division could use this right now too because out yeah. in the – what's the under this? The flyweight, the only person who's really exciting to me is fucking Zhang. Yeah, so I love Zhang. any division needs a revitalization, and I think this one's going to get it big time. There's going to be some battles coming up next two or three years. It's going to be fucking great. Can't and I also it. feel really, really confident saying after this too – and note, I'm the one who said that she would have to get mauled by a pack of dogs to have a chance in this fight, and she fucking completely flat-out dominated her. I feel very confident saying she's the best fighter on the planet, 25 and under. Like, men, women, everyone. I feel very confident saying that. 
Yeah. Cause Raul Rojas, man. No, I'm just kidding. I, I she's better than. I mean, dude, dude I went down the pen, list this morning. Bo Nichols fucking debut. Oh yeah, I think Bo Nickel is up there. But yeah, yeah no, but his, his, I mean, we also haven't, his... seen him. We haven't seen him yet. So yeah, and, and he he hasn't. And he's had fighting any Jamie calibers. Nick. And he's yeah, fighting no, Jamie that. Pickett, fuck, right? Fuck that. You're right, Mike. You're right. She's the best fighter. And he's 27. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, Nichols, like, 27. Yeah, I'm. He's just coming out of college. What the fuck? The next best person, yeah, the next best person I could read on any list was pretty much Muhammad Makayev, and I, I mean, he's not even close in my opinion. How old is Jack Della? He's like twenty-seven too. I don't even put him fucking. No, he's like twenty-seven or twenty-eight. Yeah, dude, that is a fair point. Well, and UFC's also got a really, really late starting date compared to other sports. Yeah, I, I think the only other person they said would have a chance is uh, Usman because he is technically the champ in Bellator. But I'm just speaking for UFC's sake. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, is there anyone even close? This to me would be the equivalent of like say, if like Della Madalena, as we were just saying, him like fucking, like he beat Kamara Usman next week. Like you, like you know, maybe there's a chance, but you're really, really doubting it, and it happens in like a dominating fashion. Like, I, this is one of the best performances. Obviously, it's only been a month and a half, but I think this might be one of the best performances the whole year by the time the year's over with. Yeah. So yeah, great, great fucking fight, great performance. Um, yeah, Aaron Blanchfield, fucking future champ. You've heard it here for a while, but yeah. Um, all right, that's gonna do it. For us here at the Uppercut Podcast, we will be back later in the week with a review, sorry, preview episode of UFC Fight Night, Krylov versus Span. And we may have a fighter interview or two, but don't hold us to that. I know there are some scheduled, but I'm not sure if it's going to happen. So, yeah, Um, thank you all for listening, and we will be back very soon.